When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I tune in to hear the hysteria <laughs> and the insanity. Mackey and Judd. Now we need to work on that. On 1500 ESPN. Welcome to the 2017 Patrick Royce Turkey of the Year pregame show. Brought to you in part by the following. Turkey, chicken's bigger, uglier, and less tasty cousin. (laughs) Football, the best way to avoid conversation with family. Gobble, gobble, turkey. Red wine, just keep telling everyone it's your second glass. I call that the turkey hole. And by mashed potatoes, creamy and great, all over your plate. <laughs> and now, to preview all the action leading up to tomorrow's Turkey of the Year column, here are your hosts, Phil Mackey and Judd Zogan. Yes, this is the second annual Patrick Royce Turkey of the Year preview show on Mackey and Judd. This is serious business. We're two hours in, and we'll be taking your feedback 651-646-8255-877-615-1500 until 1 o'clock. And also on all of our social media platforms, at 1500ESPN, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Judd Zolgad, let's get right down to it here. Patrick Royce has been the chairman of the Turkey of the Year Selection Committee since 1978. Now, Patrick is on the line from Fort Myers, and we just want to know, how did this morning's news of a P.J. Fleck contract extension affect the committee's decision-making process? Let me just say this. I'm, the chairman finished his document late yesterday afternoon. Went out for a nice dinner down here in Fort Myers, top down on the convertible, all relaxed, everything's in good shape. Now I get up this morning. It's another beautiful morning. Take a little walk. Come in. Look at my Twitter account, and uh, people are making mentions uh, a mention of uh, Mr. Fleck getting an extension. And I feel like Mark Coyle is taunting me. I feel like the chairman is being taunted. Uh, kind of Kim John Young with un, with uh, Donald Trump. I think I'm being taunted here, don't you? Well, you know, I mean, we've we've gone over the uh, the analytics going back 34 years, and uh, it's it's very possible that the Gopher Athletic Department is aiming for a dynasty here, Let's, a Turkey of the Year wait, dynasty. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get to the important question: Did the committee need to reconvene? <laughs> yes, there was an emergency meeting. There's no doubt about it. This dog over here is uh, barking, so I'll go in. That's okay. Here. But uh, 
But, uh, yes, there was an emergency meeting this morning. I, I obviously can't uh, let you know if anything had to change because of that meeting or if, uh, or if we did change anything. But I don't think in all my years anything has happened on Wednesday. Now, one thing did happen on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Lou, we found out Lou Holtz was leaving for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And the committee's... The uh, Turkey chairman's memory isn't quite as sharp as it was. Now, Lou Holtz won that day, won that year, but I didn't know if he was, I don't know if he was going to win before we found out he was leaving for Notre Dame or not. I I can't remember that, but that's the, that's the closest thing to giving an extension to a guy who just got beat 39 to nothing to go two and six in the uh, Big Ten. Uh, that I can recall uh, happening on the Wednesday before the turkey is announced. Without prying too much, um, does the chairman in this case uh, uh, take the bait a little bit from from Coyle and Kaler, or or is the chairman savvy enough to know when he's being baited a bit too much and realizes that they clearly, they clearly are trying to defend a title that they basically got last year? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. I I do feel like uh, they are taunting me and daring. They're daring me to give it. Now we've never given it to a first year guy. For goodness sakes, Coach Brew had to wait till his third year to win the damn thing. So uh, it it would be uh, it would be precedent setting. But uh, if they want it, uh, this was certainly a good uh, good way to do it. Yeah, you, you got to earn it. If you if you take away. The early Pioneer Press days of the Turkey of the Year Award, where you were, or the, the committee was feeling its way around some national candidates. So once yeah, we yeah. once we get into the local era of Turkey of the Year, if you could go back, if the committee could have one mulligan going back like thirty years, what would the mulligan be? Oh wow! I should, I'd have to uh, look at the list here. What? Uh, who did I allow to escape town without ever winning it? Uh, there were a couple of them. Uh, uh, Chris Voles, I let her get out of town without ever letting her win because I always thought she was going to be there and available if uh, the committee ever got desperate. Uh, I let her out of town, but there is a who the heck is. Well, what about David Kahn? Yes, that's that's the guy. I was trying to think who the other guy was. It was David Kahn. I did, they, they fired him, and by the time uh, by the time uh, we got we got to Thanksgiving, we kind of we kind of eliminated him from contention. I, I thought he'd get another swing at it uh, there. So I think that's the other guy I was thinking of. Yes, very good, uh, very good memory there. Uh, a very very good point as you study the uh, research the award. Yeah, this is the 40th year, by the way, boys, and there's a, there's a feeling we like even numbers, don't we? Yes. We like even numbers. This this could be it, you know. I, I'm not Whoa. sure, but this, this could be it, you know. Number 40 could be it. No. And we say you know, 34 as a local era, by the way. This is the 40th overall year, 34 in the local era. Now, Chairman, Chairman, you you have, um, through the years, declared that, uh, that things – might be it before to the point where you're becoming a little bit far far like in your declarations. Oh yeah. So so I, forgive us if you we can conti- you can continue to work and dissolve the turkey committee, you know, and just just get on with your life, you know. Are you telling you us that? that too. But I... let's here, let me put it this way. Number one, never gave it to him, Sid. As he's number one. Part of that being that, that there would have been Political difficulties at the, as Judd knows, at the Star Tribune, if we were to do that to Sid. So, 
that's that's probably the number one uh, guy that should have gotten it several times and, and never did receive it. So. Now, now, Chairman, with a with a show that, that runs as long as ours does, yes. you're you're not going to be surprised to find out that the pregame show goes well beyond the potential victor. The pregame show also includes talk of the entire banquet, the banquet room, yes. and who might show up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so give us an idea of how big the banquet is for 2017. Oh. Uh... The setup, this it, it, it generally depends on how long the setup takes, right? How many yes. people actually get invited? Because the setup is the hard part of uh, producing the document. And uh, the setup was kind of long this year. So I think we only have 10. We have uh, 10 guests, honored guests. Then we got two. Then we got the second runner-up and the first runner-up. And then we got the champion. So I think we got 13, but they can bring their families and, you know, and, and teams and all that good. I mean, the banquet gets very large, but I think we're only honoring 13 people total this year. Although some of them, as you know, are entities. So. See, I, and it's been, this is the interesting trend. It's been since 2013, since the committee selected an individual Turkey of the Year Award winner. We've had 25 yeah. years of the Timberwolves. We've had yeah. death and uh, go for men's athletics. So it feels like yeah. the committee is deviating from picking out individual people. Yeah, I think that that's kind of an indication that we're wrapping it up and we want to, uh, you know, that it's getting near the end and we want to uh, make uh, make make sure that we cover some groups. I mean, nobody would argue with 25 years of Timberwolves except if we if this year turns into a flop, and then we could make it 28 years of Timberwolves or something. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the golfers, I, I haven't added it up, but they have to have been dominant, haven't they? Well, it, it's uh, it's a good thing that we have an analytics department here on the pregame show because the gophers historically in the local era make up 29% of the turkeys, Patrick. Was Gil, the, uh, Gil had to be the first uh, gopher. Uh, I think Gil might have been the first local. He was. He was, 1983. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the gophers yeah. went on to win three of the first four turkey awards. By the way... The Paul Gill thing was uh, one of the most that, – that could have been the end of the turkey of the year right there in year five or whatever it was because uh, uh, the, the uh, turkey committee jauntily gave Paul Gill the uh, turkey of the year award uh, only to re- be revealed on Friday morning in Sid Hartman's column that on that Wednesday when the document was being written, Paul was undergoing open-heart surgery. Ooh. Emergency open heart surgery. <laughs> so we were very happy that Paul survived that and that came out because that would have been that would have been a that would have been a bad side by side headlines, you know, if uh, if if Gill named Turkey of the Year and then down the side it said that Mr. Gill had passed away during heart surgery. That would not have been good. So it so would have been, been tacky. I would have thought. Who took it the worst? Who is the absolute most unappreciative person who has been given this Herbeck. prestigious award? Herbeck was the worst. He wouldn't talk to me for a year. <laughs> he announced it though. He didn't come up, and it wasn't like he. Uh, it wasn't like he uh, said, "I'm never talking to you. I'm not talking to you." He came up and he says, "I'm not talking to you for one year." And I think that was in spring training. 
and they happened to win the World Series that year in 1991. And I think we, I think we once the regular season ended, I could get quotes from him, but uh, I did not. I could not get quotes from him during the season because of the Turkey of the Year. And I don't think he, he still does. He, he's never been a big fan of mine anyway. <laughs> kind of, I think that kind of ensured it. He took it the hardest. Now the best thing ever happened though was when Mason won it. Yeah. His uh, friend Dick Ames, you know Dick Ames, the uh, booster out in uh, Lakeville there, the construction guy, mm-hmm. and uh, big, big gopher, gopher booster, took a live turkey to Mason's house and tied it to the front step on a little <laughs> branch on the morning of the of the when the paper <laughs> arrived, and he had the turkey at Mason's house when he uh, woke up in the morning and. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. That's great. If if you gentlemen did not think that Mark Coyle is begging for this award, we have yeah. confirmation. Andy Greeter just tweeted, Gopher coach P.J. Flex said he was approached by Mark Coyle about a contract extension a few days ago. He brought it to me, Flex said. Mark Coyle is begging you uh, to win this thing. It. He wants it. He's Kim John. I'm going to start calling him Kim John. He's Kim John Un. He's taunting me, just like poor Trump gets. uh, The only trouble is I can't turn around and call Mark Coyle fat. I'm the fat guy in this thing. That's the problem here because he weighs about 140 pounds. But, but, uh, yeah, it's the the most provocative thing that's ever happened to the chairman of the church. Well, I I don't know. I'm rattled. I'm I'm rattled to the quick. it's, we're, 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 we've, we've had an emergency meeting, and uh, we're, we're still – we might have to have another – what do they call those things? We might have to have a conference call here in a couple hours to make sure if we're still going to go with what we were doing. So. Well, there's still – I mean, there's still yeah, – they have Internet in Fort Myers, so there's still you – know, there's oh, yeah. ways to – uh, before we uh, we say goodbye to the chairman of the Turkey of the Year Selection Committee, any other final words, any other morsels – you're able to drop for the public here as we wait for later tonight, StarTribune.com, the unveil. Oh, uh, remember, what we're doing here is not insulting people. We are trying to motivate them to do better. That has always been it. Uh, now, uh, and, and it has worked in, in some uh, times, and then sometimes it hasn't. But remember this about the, you know, there might have never been a turkey committee. Uh, committee and this thing might not have been long running if because i it was a one-off column in 1978 for a thursday because i wanted to go drinking wednesday night and didn't want to go to an event <laughs> and i gave it to woody hayes and five weeks later he punched a guy at the game and got fired and i said the turkey chairman is a genius and that's how this happened you know <laughs> if woody hadn't punched the guy from clemson we might have never had a turkey wow History, history. Yes. Thank you, Chairman. All right. Bye. All right. Bye, Goodbye. Chairman. That's the uh, that's the Chairman of the Turkey of the Year Selection Committee, a Patrick lot, Royce. A lot of clues, a lot to digest, and perhaps, perhaps, do you buy it? Is this it? He threw that out three times. He did, but but I feel like there's a lot of misdirection going on in that conversation. There's also so he was talking about. The ones who got away, the ones who got out of town, the biggest snubs. Mm-hmm. Someone he didn't mention. Okay. The biggest snub in the history of the Turkey of the Year Award, 40 years, 34 local, 
We'll get to that. We have our NFL picks coming up later on this hour. Mackie and Judd. Let's get back. Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. Want to win a 55-inch TCL Roku TV? Here's what you have to do. You join Phil Mackey at Spring Street Tavern in Minneapolis 2-4 to four this Saturday for the ultimate college football viewing party with Dos Equis. Enjoy an ice-cold one and register to win that brand-new TV. Put game day over everything this college football season with Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs. More details at 1500ESPN.com. So you're going to have to suffer through at least the start of the Badger Gopher game as you uh, as we watch the Gophers give up about uh, 52 points well, on Saturday. I will be near a lot of ice cold dose Equis, <laughs> which good. is going to be very helpful on Saturday. So I can you. just drown myself in dose Equis. Uh, we learned a lot from the chairman of the Turkey of the Year selection committee, Patrick Royce, in that last segment. He called in, offered up some nuggets. We asked him how did the PJ Flat contract extension news this morning. The odds-on favorite in the eyes of most fans of the Turkey of the Year award. And P.J. Fleck gets the extension 6.01 this morning after the column was filed. Mm -hmm. And Patrick said emergency conference calls taking place. Mm -hmm. It sounded like he went away from Gophers to file the original story. Mm -hmm. But then things were just blown sky high. And he might have changed the article this morning. He said he's being taunted by Mark Coyle. Taunted. And he's absolutely the right. The Gophers want to go back-to-back. Back. They want to go back-to-back back for the second time in Gopher Turkey of the Year history. Absolutely they do. So if he's being taunted, though, the question becomes this. Does the chairman take the bait or not? Because he doesn't like to take the bait. Like, he knows he's being taunted to the point of he almost has to take the bait. But in Patrick's world, he never wants to take it. He doesn't want to give you the obvious. Yeah. And he doesn't want to take your bait. And he doesn't want to give Mark Coyle, Mark Coyle what Mark Coyle so desperately wants, which is the attention of being a basically first-year guy as Turkey of the Year. Uh, here's what we know as well, based off our conversation with the chairman of the selection committee, Patrick Ricey. There will be 10 guests at the table, and also two runners-up and a winner. So we're talking 13 people or entities mm-hmm. in the Turkey of the Year column mm-hmm. that will be unveiled tonight online. But he said, he also told us the the setup for the column which seems year by year uh, to get more in depth is going to be very long. So we're talking about we're talking about he probably doesn't get to the first of the ten guests until well into the jump. So there's going to be a lot of people there who either try and crash it, Trump Levar Ball types, and or are are there as guests of the ten guests, the two people who are going to be uh, second, third place, and or the winner. Uh, we're going to get to our NFL picks here in just a little while, but I want to tell you real briefly I here hear this. about the biggest snub in the history of the Turkey of the Year, uh, the 40 years of Turkey of the Year uh, awards, and 34 local. Can you guys guess who it is? I was racking my brain, and I got nothing. I was going to guess Khan. How far back? I mean, still alive right now, and also uh, still very active in uh, the, in this person's entity. Um, and I've, I've literally, I've read the list a hundred times, I just was, trying to see, am I missing? Why is this person not David Kahn one of the me, turkeys? Khan to me was the... You're very close the on guy David Kahn. And, and Think bigger. Glenn Taylor? Glenn Taylor. 
Glenn Taylor has yeah. never been the Turkey of the Year Award recipient. And, he, and now he's Pat's boss. And now he can't be. <laughs> and now he can't be. To to be. The, the only, How is it possible that one of the worst owners in the history of organized team sports in our lifetimes okay. has never won the Turkey of the Year Award? Now, 25 years of Timberwolves basketball is pretty much the Glenn Taylor era, and that was the winner a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But Glenn Taylor has never been singled out as the winner of this award. When did Glenn buy the uh, Wolves? 94. Okay, and he bought the Star Tribune around the time that Patrick named 25 years of Wolves basketball? I think that might have been controversial, actually. That I think it was. I think he may have been ready to name Glenn Taylor, he, but went I think that's soft it. on it I think and that's went it. 25 years of Wolves basketball. But it still doesn't excuse the fact that the absolute worst owner... In my lifetime of of uh, Minnesota sports, yeah, but you're on has not some, been named. Yeah, but here's oh, okay. So the Wolves were bought by Taylor mid '90s. They started to make the playoffs around '99, correct? '97. Okay, yeah. So they they had a that's right. So they had a fair and they had a fairly nice run of playoff berths. So yeah, 2014, 25 years of Wolves basketball was going to be Glenn Taylor. That's exactly right. Did the, he just, did the, he did just the missed. chairman? Did the chairman get a little uh, cold feet there? Oh, I guarantee you, if you filed, intimidated by the uh, sweaters, that, <laughs> that that's the only way that that column would be kicked back. The only way that column would be you can't do that. Mm, very interesting. Can you imagine sending that into the Star Tribune? I th- it's possible he did and then was told, how about we soften the stance on this? Maybe we'll never know. <laughs> but then I could also see him, run it or don't. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, that's a good point. 651-646-8255, Turkey of the Year preview show. Hey, Jeff. Hey, back again. So I got I had a second thought. So I think the chairman might give it to himself for a couple of reasons. One, when the hurricane was coming, he started. He was going to be nice Patrick and he wasn't going to blast anybody. So he is ready to be all political. Mm-hmm. And then two, I don't know this this Super Bowl fifty two super stories for the NFL, which he hates the NFL. Might he feel a little hypocritical? But the original reason I called was and I don't know, this might not have anything to do with it. Would he go with ESPN with all the big massive cuts they made to all his buddies? No, no. I mean, no, I don't no think so because because technically we we aren't owned by ESPN, but we are partnered with ESPN, and that might they're not not that buddies. that matters. Like I don't think be a ballsy pick. It would be, it would be. I, I, don't, got, I don't think they're going to be at the table though. Patrick does not care enough to pick them. There's no way. I mean, don't, those aren't his friends. No, they've got no chance. It's got to be it, if he was going to do that, it would be somebody that he really likes. And there's not one name on those lists of folks who have been fired in the last six months or so who he's, like, really friends with. We're tallying up the votes of people who call in, who email into the show, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. If you comment on our social platforms, at 1500ESPN on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the leaders in the clubhouse, by a mile, are PJ Fleck and also some combination of, like, Gophers Athletics and or Mark Coyle. Wild coming down the back stretch and Roycey himself are the top four overall vote getters with a special mention to the Super Bowl committee and Rick Pitino as possibilities. All right. That's what the public thinks right now. Let's change gears and get to our NFL picks, including Vikings and lions. When we come back in a scoop with Doogie in about 15 minutes, it's the Mackie and Judd Turkey of the year preview show. 1500 ESPN presents 
Turkey Talks, a bunch of super duper stories leading up to the big column. Here's a guy who sounds a little like Patrick Royce. You know, I have uh, mostly uh, stuck to sports uh, with the uh, Turkey of the Year. However, there was one year, uh, 2008, uh, the DA uh, herself uh, nearly made it, uh, made it into the column. The uh, committee had her. Uh, considered for a final table, maybe, uh, maybe even the Grand Gobbler. Uh, we uh, got a little spat to the homestead, a little, little verbal uh, jousting, uh, as it were, over the pool. Uh, constant source of uh, discontent uh, and uh, nearly made the column because of it. Uh, however, uh, she did come through uh, the next night. Uh, shortly before Thanksgiving with a hell of a fine meatloaf, a hell of a job, and uh, and fences uh, were uh, were mended. Mackie and Judd now continue. We return on 1500 ESPN. Putting fake money where their big mouths are. Money talks, then a game that I pick. Believe me, it's a winner. What I know could get you rich, because all I pick is winners. Money talks. Mackie and Judd are picking games for this weekend against the spread. Are they pros or Joes? Let's find out. And it's our weekly NFL pick segment against the spread. Ordinarily, our buddy Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast would join, but it's a holiday week, and so we're uh, we're going to do this. And it's a weird. The Vikings play on Thursday, so we're going to kind of fly through these, get to a scoop with Doogie in about ten minutes from now, and then back to our Turkey of the Year preview show, the second annual here. I'm Mackie and Judd. The standings, gentlemen, look like this. Judd went two and three last week. He still sits atop the standings by just a game at 31, 23, and one. Uh, I went three and two last week, sitting at 30, 24, and one, just a game back of Judd. And Dave went two and three, sitting 28, 26, and one. He's three back of Judd, two back of me. So anyone's ball game, mm-hmm. all of us are making money above 500. And we have five games on the docket, starting with this one. We'll go Judd, Dave, and then our Judd, me, Dave, I guess, will be the order. Chargers and Dallas on Thanksgiving in a pick 'em at Dallas. Uh, Cowboys are uh, are quickly coming apart. Dak Prescott sacked 12 times in the past two games. The Chargers, uh, 30 sacks on the year, which is third in the National Football League. Long way of saying that uh, in this pick 'em, I am going to go with San Diego. So uh, this is Dallas has looked so bad without you know their star left tackle Zeke Elliott. I think they're going to bounce back and win this game, but I'm very unsure. I'm because it's a coin flip. I'm going to go with the home team. They're due for a win here to stay alive in the playoff race. If they lose, they're pretty much cooked. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Dallas in this game. I'm very tempted to side with you, Phil, just given the fact that it's Thanksgiving Day. It's the tradition in Dallas. They're the home club. But man, the injuries, I can't get past the injuries, like you said, and, and well, Zeke's suspension too, but you're missing the left tackle. The defense is hurting, and Chargers can throw the ball and they can get to the quarterback. So I think the Chargers get the win on the road. Uh, second game on the docket, we have, there's some huge spreads this week. I think there's five double digit spreads, including there's one that's like 17 and a half. But let's go with this one Kansas City, a couple competitive teams. Kansas City at home as a 10-point favorite over Reeling Buffalo with Nathan Peterman at the helm, right? Tyrod's back. Tyrod okay. Taylor or that. Back. Yeah. Tyrod has been yes. announced he's back. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I hate this game. Uh, Kansas City, though, is I don't know what, what's wrong, but something is clearly off with them. Buffalo has fallen apart of late, but with Tyrod back, I'm going to go Buffalo 
They'll lose the game outright, but I don't think that they lose by 10 or more. Uh, Tyrod makes me more likely to lean Buffalo, but I think Kansas City is is going to bounce back in this one. Kansas City was at one point in the first three or four weeks of the year clearly the best team in the NFL. Something's gone wrong. I'm going to say they get they get back on track at home here, and they win this in double-digit fashion. So I will swallow the points, Dave. Yeah, they might get back on track, but picking them to win by more than 10 points, that's a stretch I'm not willing to make, especially with, as you said, Tyrod back, uh, back at the helm. He doesn't throw interceptions. That's one thing he does not do. He does not give the ball away. <laughs> so I think the Bills, while they may not win it, they certainly keep it close enough. How about Pittsburgh at home as a two-touchdown favorite over Green Bay? Uh, bump, ba, ba, da, ba, da. No pack, no. Pittsburgh covers this spread. Green Bay has fallen apart. They're terrible. Pittsburgh's defense is good. Um, I have a lot of reasons to go with the Steelers. So this is a huge number. I'm going to take the Packers here, not to win the game, but to keep it at least close or a backdoor cover. Pittsburgh tends to play down to the level of competition sometimes. That game against the Colts a couple weeks ago, they have these weird games where it's like 12 to 9 and they have to get bailed out by a field goal late. So I think it's going to be more of a grinded out game, Dave. Ah, man, I really want to pick Pittsburgh too, but I was thinking the exact same thing. That Colts game, granted it was in Indy, but needing the late late field goal to escape a win over a terrible Colts team. They might not need that field goal, but 14 seems uh, maybe a little too much. So I, I will go with Green Bay. To, maybe it's a backdoor cover. Maybe they just keep it close all day long. All right. Uh, game number four on the schedule here. Pros or Joes? The L.A. Rams at home after a big loss to the Vikings. Two and a half point favorites over New Orleans. A big uh, NFC clash of contenders here. Uh this game is intriguing to me because uh, these Saints run the ball well. The one thing that the Rams don't do is they don't stop the run all that well. Uh, they're 28th in the league against the run, and therefore I am going to take those points, and I am going to take the Saints. Um, I think this is one of those classic games. If Todd Furman were on the phone right now, he would warn us about people getting overexcited about New Orleans because they keep winning and people overreacting to the Rams getting smoked by the Vikings here. This would have been a much wider spread than two and a half a couple weeks ago. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rams on this one because it feels like the public might be stretching those two teams in uh, the wrong direction. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Yeah, the uh, the Saints certainly should have lost last week, but they did not. The miracle comeback, and the Rams are, I, I still think, the better team. They didn't uh, perhaps show it last week against the Vikings, but I've been more impressed with them than I have been the Saints. So give me the home team. Two and a half is not enough to sway me. And then finally, the Vikings minus three, three point favorites over Detroit tomorrow on the road Thanksgiving. Uh, the Lions have had a ton of success against uh, the Zim led Vikings. The Lions have had a lot of success recently on Thanksgiving, but I've been on the Vikings uh, train as of late and I have not been let down. So I am going to continue to go with the Vikings. You know, this kind of feels like it kind of feels like maybe they're ready to slip up a little bit here and it's Detroit. It's a home game for Detroit and uh, in three points is kind of stretching it out there. Detroit's won a few games, but I'm with you. I'm just going to keep riding the Vikings bandwagon right now. They've given us no reason to think that they're not going to play defense, uh, that they're not going to block. And so I'm going to say Vikings. I'm going to I'm going to uh, swallow the three here, Dave. Yeah, it's given me a little bit of trepidation just because the game's in Detroit. Detroit did win the first one somehow in Week Four Eight, but that was a low scoring contest if you remember that. And I don't think it's uh, going to be quite that low scoring. 
tomorrow. I think the Vikings just may very well even put it on them. This may be a runaway. Ooh. It could be a double-digit, wow. 10, right. 15, uh, 17 point kind of matchup. All right. So there they are. Those are the uh, the weekly pros or Joe's picks. We'll get Todd Furman back in the mix next week. In the next couple segments, we're waiting on him to get back from, uh, is it the Timberwolves shoot-around? Yeah, Darren Doogie Wilson. We're going to get a scoop session in here either next or at the top of the noon hour. Mike Golick Jr. at 12.15. But most importantly, it's our favorite show of the year. It's the Patrick Royce Turkey of the Year preview show on Mackie and Judd on this Wednesday. 1500 ESPN presents Turkey Talks, a bunch of super-duper stories leading up to the big column. Here's a guy who sounds a little like Patrick Royce. Turkey of the Year, starting about 1978 when I was with the Pioneer Press. Woody Hayes had the inaugural uh, vote, and he was the big winner that year after he punched a player in the sidelines. It was time for Woody to go, and he went out a hero at winning in 1978 the Turkey of the Year. Lou Holtz in 85. Holtz, right after he said he ain't going anywhere, promptly left for Notre Dame. Louie Nanny in 1988. Louie's never meant me forget that. Remarkable Mike Lynn in 89. May he rest in peace. Also, one of my favorites in 1993, Norm Green. When he picked up the North Stars and took them down to Texas, he was the 93 Turkey of the Year. The list goes on and on. And a recurring 25 years of, well, in 2014, it was 25 years of the Timberwolves who can't win a thing! Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Don't you like to see these two blood Absolutely. Oh, yeah. scumbags going after each other? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the 2017 Patrick Royce Turkey of the Year pregame show. Sponsored in part by... Stuffing! Don't you dare put fruit into it! <laughs> Pecan pie! Our nuts look great in your pie! Gobble, gobble, turkey. And by gravy! Liquid fat! Mmm! And I call that the turkey hole. And now, back to your hosts, Phil Mackey and Judd Zogad! Yes, this is the 2017. Patrick Ricey, Turkey of the Year, pregame show, preview show, whatever you want to call it, on Mackie and Judd. And the phone lines are open before we get to a scoop session with Doogie. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Who do you think should be Turkey of the Year? Now, the chairman called in. Patrick called in, dropped a couple hints, said he had written the column, filed it last night. Mm -hmm. But then PJ Fleck and Mark Coyle started waving the red flag in front of the bull begging, begging for Patrick to gore them with his pen this morning. So there were conference calls. The committee was all scrambling this morning. We don't know if changes There's were made to the article. Con- There's pending conference calls. He said there might be more. Do you guys think, given the fact that he dropped this clue two or three times uh, during his call, do you think that there is any chance that this is the last one? Do you think that there is any no. Slight sliver of a chance that at the end of this one, he is going to declare that that's it. He did Zero say chance. he did attempt to bait us by saying, I wouldn't have to retire to walk away from this. I found that to be intriguing. I'm not buying it because he's so far, far like in his ways. 
But it was interesting he opened that door. I look at it the other way. He could also retire and not walk away as turkey chairman. Correct. That's the thing. You can freelance the chairman duties. Yes. I, there's, there's a chance that he winds up moving to Florida at some point or doing uh, even more part-time columnist work or not having a daily radio show the older he gets. You, as, as long as he has a pulse and a pen, he will be the chairman of the Turkey of the Year Award Selection Committee. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Now a lot of people disagree with that. I would say as I tally up the people who've called in, emailed in, the obvious choice is PJ Fleck or Mark Coyle for overseeing PJ Fleck and a contract extension and blah blah blah. But a lot of people think that Royce's gonna stick the pen in his own neck, in his own uh, gobbler. And go out with a blaze of glory and name himself the turkey of the year. I don't think he likes to make it about himself That's enough what I, to do that, though. I agree. The The call I loved is 50 years of Golden Gopher football doing a callback to 1992 when he, he gave it to 25 years. I love that idea. And you know what? They pushed him more towards that ledge this morning at 6.01 a.m. when they sent out the press release. Yeah, and so we, we've done all the insiding. We've been observing and covering the committee. We're going to make our official predictions on this pregame show in the final segment. So in an hour from now, we will make our final predictions I'm still not certain, for Turkey the of the Year. I'm still not certain what I'm going to do. we well, got an hour. We can figure it out. We can get some help from people, social media, uh, callers. What's up, Matt? You're on the pregame show. How are we doing, guys? What's Good. happening? Well, I got a little uh, bone pick with uh, you, Phil. Um, I uh, believe you should be Turkey of the Year this year because of I listen to you guys every day. I listen to you guys on podcasts like continually, and I would say that Judd's opinion on the show is just completely dogged on by you and Dave on a daily basis. And I think that Judd speaks for a lot of people in this market. Um, I believe, first of all, you know, I'm kind of a jaded Minnesota fan. Couldn't I, tell, Matt. Couldn't tell yeah, at all. Well, Matt, I like where you're going so far. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> Judd is Judd's spot on with a lot of his takes because he comes from a perspective of reality, which reality is Minnesota sports teams have not been that good for a long time. And, you know, a few weeks ago, you're piling on Judd because of his take on you know, Kai Forbat's going to miss a field goal in the, in the playoffs. Well, you know what? He's probably right. He probably is going to miss a play uh, a, a field goal. And I I think that you and John on a daily day, are you and uh, Harrigan just pile on and bully Judd almost every day? Keep going. Yep. And, yep. And it's, don't stop. It seems it seems like it's getting worse and worse too. It seems like on a daily basis, you guys just pile on Judd, mm-hmm. and I think he's got a lot of valid points. Mm-hmm. Matt, I agree with everything you just said on that phone call. <laughs> I've got a new favorite listener. Matt, I owe you four beers at Bunny's. <laughs> St. Louis Park, stop on by. Nothing Matt said is incorrect at all in that phone call. I got valid points. I get piled on. I get picked on unnecessarily. I love Matt's call. It's a great point. Phil and I just like to embrace hope a little more than you do. That's all it is. Here's no, you guys thing. are bullies. That's it. Bullies. But, he, but here's what I would say to Matt. Okay, if... Not that our not that we're doing astronomical ratings as it is, but if if all three of us took the same demeanor and approach and presence as as Eeyore Judd over here on a daily basis, see if Judd if Judd opens the show with 
uh, a rant about the wild, and yeah. then I say, yeah, you know, well, uh, here's another reason why why the wild. There's got to be some I think ray what, of hope I, and positivity I on the show. I think what Matt is trying to say is you two youngsters should listen to what I say and actually think about it, think it through, and embrace it. And he's probably right. I think that's what he's saying. I think he's he's saying that this guy is 48. He brings a lot to the table. He's very, very intelligent, very smart, good-looking, too. And that you guys, you know, I'm I'm basically on a daily basis providing a sermon of life. And that you guys are crapping on it sometimes. I'm, I, I gotta agree with him. Listen, I'm not going to apologize for Thanks, rip, for ripping you in a game show last Friday for giving a clue. You eat it with turkey and then being <laughs> silent for your, thirty seconds. I said it's. I said it's on your plate. <laughs> See what you guys don't it's on your plate next to turkey. You know what? I, he's not talking about that. That's fine. That's a game show. He's talking about the daily life lessons I provide you guys. Your sports commentary. Yeah, I mean he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I didn't disagree is, with anything it, he said. It is brilliant that. stuff. I think where we disagree is that he thinks we should stop poking at you. Well, I think I he think, thinks there I should be a we, level of respect. I think respect. Dave and I bring out the best in you. A level of respect yeah, there. Randall, you're on the Turkey of the Year preview show. Ah, uh, what a privilege. Thank you. Um, Thank Turkey you. of the Year, who's also the most photogenic lately, Al, look at where my hands are, Franken. <laughs> <laughs> he the, the mic drop call. He hangs up. I think Al will be there. One of those. Uh, the, I think the, I'll stop by. The sound that was uh, created at the moment that that photo was taken. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No. I think Al will stop by. I think Al and you think Al makes the banquet. I think it'll be at the banquet. Yeah. Oh, I think the whole groping thing now. I think they're all going to make the banquet. Well, I think it's, it's, it's possible. Tough Al to make Franken, a joke about that is all. Yeah. But go ahead, Phil. Sorry. Well, I think yeah. Al Franken could could go back to his stand-up roots, and maybe Al Franken is sort of the MC slash opening act for the banquet. Actually, your and host he's up at the microphone is Charlie Rose, and your and your comedian is Al Franken. Maybe they, <laughs> with a robot. Maybe they had to scramble for a host because all those guys were booked, and then they had to cancel them all. Could be too. <laughs> that could be. Oh my gosh! All right, Doogie's coming in. We think he's been uh, driving back for the last two hours from downtown Minneapolis to our studios. Must be a lot of stoplights. Doogie's going to come in here with his weekly scoop session, and then we will continue. And Mike Golick Jr. joins us every week, so we'll talk to him as well, talk some football. And in an hour from now, just under an hour from now, we will make our educated guesses, our official predictions for Patrick <laughs> Royce's Turkey of the Year 2017. It's the preview show. Man.